Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 150 of the Hawks Talk Podcast, an emergency podcast. We are reporting to you live. Um, if you haven't seen the news, you're hearing it now. Nate McMillan has been dismissed as the head coach of the Atlanta Hawks. A lot of speculation that it might happen in the offseason, but it's official. Nate McMillan at this time is no longer the head coach of the Atlanta Hawks. We're bringing it to you first with initial reactions, thoughts, and all that. Um, Logan, I mean, how are we feeling, man? I really didn't see this happening. Um, even we dropped a pod yesterday where I said, I think I, I said it's almost guaranteed that Nate would be here until the end of the season, and then they'd go from there. The optics of uh, firing another coach midseason weren't that great, but they uh, we just got this, the Woj notification. Nimlin has been dismissed as the head coach at Atlanta Hawks. Joe Prunty will be taking over as interim. Um, for some more news, uh, just to get everything out of the way, and then we can start talking about it. Uh, our neck, the head coaching search is starting immediately. There's gonna, a focus you're, you're on. You're gonna have me playing that song for like two minutes, Jackson. Okay, well, did you <laughs> did you not right, pick man, up listen. that I, that I uh, the taps? I did not play? hear it. To be fair. Oh, okay. Well, that's interesting. Um, yeah, for like 20 seconds there, I was, you know the the like military salute trumpet sound when when uh, now that now that I said it aloud, it's kind of insensitive. I played that, isn't it? Um, yeah, well, back to what I was saying. Some of the news that's come out since the, the initial tweet dropped. The Hawks are starting their head coaching search immediately. Among the top characteristics, player account, accountability, development, and getting the Hawks offense and defense into the league's top 10. Um, like I said, Joe Prunty is the interim. He was on the bench. And then the final tweet was a wide-ranging search, but one can't expect to be on top of the list was former Utah Jazz coach Quinn Snyder. Others expect to be considered were Bucks assistant Charles Lee and Golden State assistant Kenny Atkinson. We both talked about them at uh, on last episode, so if you want to go listen to that, you can get some more background. I'm sure we'll talk about some more here. But Logan, initial thoughts, man. How are we feeling? It was weird timing. I don't really. It's like the Tuesday after the All Star weekend. Like you, would, you would think you would do it maybe at the start of All Star weekend, um, maybe the Monday. Um, but it's Tuesday, um, you know, almost end of the day in terms of like when I imagine those guys get in and out of the office. Um, I guess they were agonizing over this. That's the only thing I can think of is that they were agonizing over whether or not to do this, uh, whether or not to do it now. That is crazy to think that the Hornets loss and getting slapped by the Knicks may have been the nail in the coffin. Um, I know, I don't know if you tweeted about it, but I jokingly tweeted like, after that Knicks loss, I was like, Joe Pronti, get ready. It's it's your turn. Not expecting that they'd actually fire the guy um, and, and promote Pronti. But sure enough, they, that's that's what's happened. And uh, yeah, weird timing, I will say. A lot of Hawks fans are, are understandably going to be happy. And I think you should be happy. Nate McMillan was just not the coach to go forward anymore. Um, this season is obviously uh, <laughs> looking a lot like two years ago. Uh, we had a player get snubbed in the All-Star game. We had a bald coach get fired. I mean, the, the similarities are endless. But um, So people may get excited that we could make another run. Um, I suppose it's possible. But um, at the end of the day, you know, Nate McMillan, glad to see him go. But also thank, you know, thank him for the memories, man. He, he was not as bad as I think people... Wanted to make him seem out to be just like with Lloyd Pierce. And Lloyd Pierce was a bad coach. When Lloyd Pierce got fired, I, I specifically remember Jackson. You and I did not want to like dance on the grave of of his Hawks tenure. Like we wanted to be, you know, like sh- show appreciation for what he had done. Same thing with Nate McMillan to an even greater extent. Nate McMillan is a reason why we. I mean, we made it to Eastern Conference Finals. You you can't you know 
just pretend like we got there in spite of him. He was instrumental in kind of bringing those guys together and getting them to play well. Um, he really weirdly last season, like we had an elite offense um, with the guy at the helm. This year it's it's flipped. It's it's bad now, but he's had some good moments for us. He's you know he he left a pretty big impact on the Hawks franchise despite only coaching with us for what would it be at this point like 150 160 games you know basically two seasons worth so um yeah I mean appreciations to Nate McMillan he did not do uh, enough to stick around for too long but you know when when things are going well it was very good and um I think every Hawks fan should appreciate his help in um you know, that Eastern Conference Finals run. But I'm glad to be moving on. Like, like I don't care that it's midseason. I don't care that it's another midseason firing. Like, you know, you, it's a sunk cost fallacy, Jackson. You can't just keep going with it uh, just because, you know, well, we've already gone. You know, we, we've already hurt our reputation by firing a guy midseason. Like, we can't do it again. Yeah, you can. <laughs> you can if he sucks. The well, way see, obviously, I was wrong. I mean, obviously, the Hulks are not playing by the rules. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, hey, it happened. I do agree with you, though. I do think a lot of people, I mean, I'm, I'm, I think we're both happy to see Nate gone from a coaching standpoint. But I, you know what? The memories were cool. That 2020 playoff run, like I said last episode, man, it's the, I mean, it's the greatest Hawks moment I've had in my life, man. Come on. And Nate Mill was a part of that. So, you know, just appreciation, appreciative of, of Nate. You know, he did a lot. He was the coach. I mean, even though, I mean, I don't think things turned out how we wanted them to or things definitely didn't go how we wanted them to. I'm still, you know, appreciative of Nate Mill and all he did, you know. He was a, 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 a coach. He wasn't a bad coach. He wasn't a good coach. He was a coach, and that's all I will say. Um, I do think I'm very excited for this next chapter of the Hawks. I mean, this is probably going to be one of the most important things, if not the most important thing the Hawks do that determines how the Trey Young era goes because, I mean, you know, we've been, you know, around 500 this season. I mean, there's no shortage of, hey, maybe the Hawks start to look to rebuild and stuff. Like maybe the Trey Young thing isn't working. Maybe they trade Trey. Maybe Trey ask out. You know, maybe the DeJounte thing doesn't work out and they traded those picks. It's like, so I think going into this coaching search, I mean, you can't do anything with the player side. You have to figure out this coaching search. It seems like there's some good names that we like. Um, a lot of people were talking about, you know, like, you know, maybe wrestler cheaps out and goes for like a mid option. But from the candidates that we know that was tweeted out, I mean, those are, the premier options that, you know, we talked about, those were like top I mean, of the board that we, we talked about last episode. We can be real here. Um, like, what teams may fire their coach, you know, over the offseason? Um, just off the top of our head, like, I can maybe see the Magic doing it, but maybe not. Like, maybe the Hornets actually want to get a guy that, you know, isn't like a recycled coach. You got maybe, maybe the Rockets. The Rockets probably move on. Um, bottom of the barrel teams. Like, realistically... We're going to be the top choice for the best coaching candidates this this uh, cycle because we have two guys that have made all-star teams that are young. We have good young players, AJ, Jalen, Okongu sometimes, um, Hunter. I mean, like, you, you have – we should have options. We should be able to choose the cream of the crop if, you know, I would expect nothing other than, you know, like – one of the best options. Um, and to me, right now, which, you know, we won't be hiring, which one thing I do have to say, it's funny that we straight up from the beginning, we're like, Joe Prunty is not getting the job, man. We are not doing this again. We are not going to let the interim <laughs> take the full-time job, no matter how good he does. Hey, I'm just saying, if Joe Prunty makes the Eastern Conference Finals, you got me. I'm buying in again. I don't care. I'm buying in again. 
Um, some background on Joe Prunty while we're on topic. He went 21 and 18 during his interim stint with the Bucks in 2018. Uh, so over 500, he was in a seventh game playoff series. So I'm just saying, man, you know, there, there is some history with Joe Prunty in the interim. He's been credited by Monty Williams for the infamous value. Oop, if you remember that back in the 2021 playoffs. Um, so, I mean, I feel optimistic knowing that's Prunty taking the team over. I don't know how much is going to change. I'll be honest. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I mean, we're just going to have to see. Um, but I am excited. Um, I, I don't know, man. I don't feel like I kind of feel like even if you do go to the Eastern Conference Finals, man, you can't just hire you can't hire a front to can you? It's like you got burnt on the Nate Millen thing. It's like, do you do it again? It's like you probably I mean, yeah, we made the Eastern Conference Finals, but but you know, I mean, I just don't like the optics of it. Like, okay, here the Hawks go again. They made the Eastern Conference Finals, and now they're hiring their intern coach again. It's like, come on, man. But um, I mean, this does. I think one thing this does do is there was a lot of. I would even say that like the dooming was at an all-time high for the Hawks fan base. Not even us, Logan. You know, I saw people talking about how they were mentally checked out. This is like the least they've cared about the Hawks since like, you know, the Joe Johnson era and all that. So, I mean, I think this brings back excitement <laughs> if, and hype if, into the if team. If you cared more about the Dwight Howard Hawks than the Joe Johnson Hawks, you need help, man. But um, Look, I'm just saying, man, it does seem like, you know, the vibes were bad. The vibes, um, the vibes have been very bad for like two or three. And among the fan base, like it seemed like people were checking out, just you know, trashing on whoever they could. Mm. Trey Young was getting flack. He's like the Myself franchise included. player. I, I mean, I'll be honest too. You know, I critique these players. I know their true potential. I want them to reach that. If that means I have to be mean online and on the podcast to them to help them get to that level where I know they can play, that's fine. And I'm going to do the same with the coaches, man. You know, anybody can get it, dog. This isn't. This isn't. This is a lifelong Hawks. Lifelong podcast hosted by two lifelong Hawks fans, man. This isn't the Be Nice to the Players podcast. We don't do that. No, we want these teams to be successful and win. So I don't know, man. I'm excited about Joe Pronti. I'll be honest. I am. It, it's going to be good to see someone else with the clipboard in their hands that isn't Nate Millen. He drew up the AJ Griffin. Ooh, man, I mean, there's reason to be excited. Is my point, and I'm I'm happy for that. I'm happy that going out of this All Star break. I'm not returning back to Nate Millen Ball. At least, at the very, very least, it's something going to be new and different to what we've seen at, at this year. At least the players might wake up. That's that's like the bare minimum, I'd say. At least they're probably going to be awake this time, whereas they've been they've been sleepwalking for like two or three months now, man. They the players just don't care. Trey cares most of the game. You can see it. You can see he cares because he's playing on defense. But then he just makes a silly mistake in the last minute of the game, and it's like, oh, Trey, you're. We can we can see that you want this to work. You, we can see you're trying, but like, we just need better decision making because the the truth is that Trey's again had to pick up a lot of flack from his teammates, guys that are just not playing up to par, um, guys that aren't contributing enough, guys that aren't producing enough. So, yeah, I mean, worst case, worst cases, um. I guess nothing changes, and then we just are who we are. We're probably going in as like the nine seed, and you know we'll be in and out of the playoffs real quick because the, get, the yesterday's playoff Hawks. <laughs> yeah, and, and and then okay, onto the off season. We have you know our pick. We have some contracts we're gonna have to trade, and we got a coach. Like you know, it, it'll be a very content filled off season. But uh, best case scenario is I could see us. You know, what do we have? Maybe twenty five games left. I don't remember the number off the top of our head. Um, maybe 27 i could see us going like 17 and 10 best case scenario with joe prunty i'm um, finishing above 500 and maybe maybe getting that six seed if we're lucky but um 
Look, with Prunty, I think we have a decent chance of getting one of the top two playing seeds. And at that point, you just win one game and you're in. And then at that point, any playoff experience is good for these guys, you know, especially Trey and DeJounte together. Get some experience playing in high leverage situations together. Get Hunter more reps. Get AJ. I mean, <laughs> actually, wait, I was about to say AJ and Jalen won't play. We don't know that. We don't know what Prunty does. We don't know what's going to happen. This, Prunty might whip out the 15-man rotation. He might buy out Capella's contract. That's true. That's yeah, a throwback. Right. That is a throwback if you don't remember that one. Yeah, that, this, this is a that's that's kind of a weird adjustment. This I guess that's the first time it's really set uh, like sitting in. Like for all we know, Jalen John goes out there and plays twenty three minutes in our next game. You don't know. It might happen. So Jalen honestly, he throws Jalen in the starting lineup. I don't care that JC's in for concussion protocol. I say we make him the full time head coach. I mean, we gotta if we're focusing on player development, we gotta start there. I mean, come on. That is true. Woj did say very weirdly specific tweet in the way that only Waj can do it. What do you say? Like the Hawks want a couple things. They want an emphasis on player development. All right. Another tweet from Shams came out. Sorry to interrupt you. Charles Lee, who served as an assistant under Mike Budenholzer in Atlanta from 2014 to 2018, will be a serious candidate for the Hawks head coaching opening. Lee was promoted to associate head coach of the Bucks last offseason. So that's from Shams. We heard the previous well, tweet from uh, let me, Woj. Let me read some other stuff because Shams also said, Charles Lee, Kings assistant Jordy Fernandez. I've not heard that name. Kenny Atkinson. Spurs assistant Mitch Johnson, G League South Bay's Miles Simon, G League to NBA thing like Nick Nurse would be interesting, and Quinn Snyder. So it looks like, from what Shams and Waz are saying, Quinn Snyder, Atkinson, Charles Lee, um, those look like the the big names. Which for me, we we you and me on our last episode talked in decent detail about all those guys. So if you, we're not going to rehash that because you know it was two days ago. We're not going to have any new input on them. You guys can listen to their last episode one forty nine. Two um, notable names missing, I would say, from yesterday's episode are Sam Cassell and Ime Adoka. I think the main thing is no Ime Adoka. I mean, let's be real here. Ime Adoka basically got so horny it ruined his career. Like there's <laughs> there's just no other way to put it. He was going to be a good NBA coach for a long time and he just he, he fumbled he, it man he couldn't he, help we it. were this close we he, were on the verge of greatness he, he couldn't help himself which hey man but yeah I mean I you know just based off the names because Woj said now keep in mind the Hawks don't know who they for sure want to hire yet but Woj and Shams are, ba- are basically saying oh Quinn Snyder and Charles Lee may be the top candidates if it were up to me I would much prefer to go Charles Lee get it get a get, give a guy his first chance um Quinn Snyder's showing us what he is he's a solid coach but he's probably not a take the next step coach but then again Tony Ressler may just want somebody that he knows can win 45 50 games a year um get get butts in the seat get a playoff series or two and, and that good good that's good enough for him and that may be the case but um personally Right now, I would like Charles Lee. I'd be okay with Kenny Atkinson. Would Quinn Snyder be an awful hire? No. Like, he, he's a solid coach, but it'd be okay. Um, and then the other guy, Sham says, like, King's assistant, uh, Jordy Fernandez, uh, Mitch Johnson, Miles Simon. I don't know anything about those guys. That would be kind of shots in the dark. It'd be interesting. Um so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. It does seem like they have a wide cast of candidates, though. And one thing I'm going to say, I'm glad that there's no college names being mentioned. I'm glad that we're not I, getting the... I feel like nobody I'm does that Hawks anyway. Like, like, when's the I'm last glad time the I... Hawks aren't being the yearly, oh, Jay Wright maybe comes to the NBA coaching oh, team. So like, true. Is Jay Wright even still coaching? And I, he is. He's coaching Villanova. I wasn't sure if he retired because I thought I heard he was going to retire. 
Because, like, I don't know, at some point, uh, you know. I'm not sure. You, you've done all you can do at Villanova. You know, you, 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 whatever. Anyway. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, oh, no, he did retire. Okay, then. I did not know that. That's what I thought. I was like, didn't he retire? <laughs> um, I don't even watch college yeah, basketball, no Jackson. You, you, need to, you need to step up, man. Hey, man, lottery season hasn't started yet. I haven't opened Tankathon yet this year. Um, but yeah, um, it's, I uh, guess, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it's interesting to not see Oduka here just cause I thought that'd we, be so obvious. Like what I, what are the chances? I, I think it's low, but what are the chances we pull a Minnesota Timberwolves and just hire the full-time guy mid season? Well, I mean, it did see that the coaching st- search was starting now. And like, I, I, if I'm the Hawks, I'm not taking no risks. Like if you know, like you have your guy, you got to get it now with all due respect to Joe Prunty. Like we appreciate you taking the full-time job, but like, if you find a guy and you have any doubts, like, okay, I don't want this guy interviewing with different teams. I don't want him going to different buildings, different situations, or having a chance to think this over. I mean, you have to pounce on the opportunity now because, I mean, the reality is is that, you know, the, like, I, like I said earlier, this is going to be a very important decision for the Trey Young era. You know, it could be very well be the end of it or it could blossom us in the new thing. So, like, if you find your guy, I mean, you have to go midseason, even if it means like a week from now we're hiring a new coach. And that's just my opinion. I mean, if you have your guy, you have to go get him because we don't want this to turn into something where in the offseason where uh, we we have our lead candidate, but he's going to visit other teams. He finds a situation he likes more. Maybe he gets a better contract. I mean, if you find your guy, you need the I mean, you got to snap him up ASAP. I feel like ASAP means more like June rather than right now. But um, yeah, I mean, you know. It's it's just it's funny to me that we literally the last thing we talked about last episode was coaches completely not expecting to for it to be relevant. I was just mentioning them to start the dialogue on. I was like, all yeah. right, let's start here. Let's get like a base layer covered yeah. of like guys, and then like as time goes on, I'll expand more as I learn more about them. I'll bring up new candidates, and then like the very next day, it, I mean, I I was scrolling on Twitter, I refresh, and I see a picture of Nate Millen from Woj. I said, uh oh. <laughs> well, I mean, if I'm Nate Millen, I'm saying, uh oh, but. I don't know, man. I, a part of me does kind of feel like Nate was ready to go, too. I mean, we did know that. I mean, oh, he yeah. literally wanted to resign at one point. So, I mean, I mean, hey, maybe this is a good thing for Nate. I mean, hopefully, you know, he's just hopefully he's able to do whatever he does. He wants, you no. know, in life, you know, maybe that's retiring. Maybe that's, you know, stepping away from coaching is, for a while and get getting back into it. But is Jamel McMillan just going to chill on the bench for the rest of the season? I have no idea. That's a very interesting question because his dad is gone. And I don't I don't know what you do. Um. I don't, I don't know what you do necessarily with him. Are you just because then you're down another assistant coach? Like the Hawks, G League might have to. We might be the first team to start offering our, our G League coaches two way contracts to the big <laughs> leagues, Logan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess we're gonna have to bring up some of the Skyhawks assistant coaches. If I honestly had to guess, I'd say we just keep Jamel McMillan and he stays because he needs that paycheck. He he, he hasn't been an NBA player and an NBA coach for forever. You know, like decades. I mean, also a part of his, I mean, getting away from his dad and showing he has like the experience and pedigree that isn't just nepotism. I mean, I don't know. I, I also don't know if the Hawks will want to keep somebody around if they're like, all right, we fired your dad, but will you stay on? It's like, I don't know, man. Yeah, I mean, that'll be interesting. We'll see what happens. I mean, but like, we'll know uh, soon because like, the obviously, Hawks play in what two days? Obviously, when we fired Lloyd Pierce, like all the assistants stayed. Obviously, one assistant came to head coach. I, like, I don't think you fire all your assistants. That's just too many moving pieces. No, but like Jamel McMillan, I mean that's that's legitimately confusing because like, hey man, that's if he, family ties. Shout out the if Kendrick. he wants to step away, I'm sure we could borrow one of our G League coaches, and it would be no difference. I'm just saying, if the Hawks are looking for some assistant coaches, I'm ready. Put me in the game. I'm ready. 
I'm ready to make a. I'm ready to put on my resume, Logan. I'm warming up. I, Especially since coaches don't gotta wear suits. I'm in. The suit was holding your back. Um, I guess I want to ask you this, Logan. Let's pivot to something about the players. We've talked about Nate Milne. We've said our thank yous. We've said our pieces. We've talked about coaching candidates. We've talked about other things. Let's talk about something that I think we need to talk about. Trey Young, is he a coach killer, Logan? How are you feeling? I mean, what did you? What, what's your nickname for him, Jackson? You got to tell me. I mean, I'm just saying, you know, they call Trey Young 007, zero all-star game starters this year. Zero uh, real playoff runs. Seven coaches fired. Wait, what can I say, dog? There you go. I mean, look. I mean, yeah, you you have to at least entertain that. Um, but at the same time, we've only we've only tried like one coaching tree, if that makes sense. Like we've only tried Lloyd Pierce and his assistant. So that's you know that I think is a big reason why we're like essentially assuring Joe Pronti, like, don't worry, man, you you don't have a shot at the job. Like we need fresh air. We need a fresh perspective um if come 2025 Trey Young gets Charles Lee or Kenny Atkins in the can then yeah that man's a that man's a toxic coach killer but for right now I will uh give Trey the benefit of the doubt and say he's just been dealt some mediocre coaches because like you Look, know- listen man that's my thing is like I understand the coaching killer thing and like there's like a little like animation about it that I thought was funny where like LeBron handed him like the coach or killer sword my thing is like you look at it and like are we gonna sit here and act like Nate McMillan and Lloyd Pierce are like these top of the tier, like not even like top tier? Like, are we gonna sit here and act like they're above average coaches, Logan? Like head coaches, that is. I mean, these guys might be great assistants. I, I can't speak on that, but like Lloyd Pierce when he was here, he was not an above average coach. I'll tell you that right now. Nate Millen when he was here, aside from that playoff run, man, things were very fluky. Things just didn't look right. I mean, we've seen the locker room like talk city, so it wasn't just on the court stuff; it was off the court stuff as well. It's like. Look, man, if Trey Young's a coach killer because those other guys are gone, then, hey, I guess I'm fine with having a coach killer because, like, at some point, like, I get where people are coming from with the Trey Young stuff, but it just doesn't make sense with these people. It's like, come on, man. Nate Millen and Lloyd Pierce, like, let's not let's not sit here and, like, lie about what they are. Like, they're above-average coaches. That's that's kind of wild to me. So, I, I, for now, for now, for now, I am pausing with the – Trey Young coach killer coaching stuff. I don't think it's right. I mean, people can say what they want to say. People have a vendetta against Trey. That's well documented. We know this. Going into this offseason, though, I do think Trey's going to have a saying in who the next head coach is. I mean, we know how much the front office likes Trey Young. I mean, straight up at the uh, season ticket holders Q&A event, I mean, Trip Kyle Corver said, we're never going to trade Trey Young. So, I mean, I feel like for Trey Young to be traded for the Hawks, it'd have to be something where, you know, we do a, we, we see a bit of clutch sports chicanery. If you know what I'm trying to say, Logan, I'm just saying uh, Rich Paul might have to pull some strings. So, I, up until then, I think Trey Young, I mean, we know Trey Young has had a say in, all, in front office decisions. Going back to Travis Schlink, I mean, we knew that in, what, 2020, 2019? I forget which one it was. And it's like, I mean, that's only probably grown. I mean, we know how fond of him Landry Fields is. I mean, the guy is was at Nick Ressler's wedding, and he's in the front office. It's like Trey Young can have a saying in this coaching hire. And I'm just saying, Trey, you get a if you if you have a say in getting a coach hired, and he gets fired down the road. We're here in three years making the same podcast. It's like, I'm sorry, man, I can't defend you. You're a coach killer at that point, straight up. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I don't. The thing is, I just don't know what else to say. It's just a very sudden firing. Um, the players, like, 
We'll see how they react. We just got to see. Like, I kind of want to ask you something, Logan. Is there anything notable you'll miss about Nate McMillan? Like any, like I'm being serious. Like anything he, legitimate. He was always like grumpy look looking. McMillan. He was always grumpy looking. That was kind of fun. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of like Prunty. He, he do be getting fired up by the bitch. He do be leaping off the bench. You know, I'm just saying we, we might need that. Yeah, I mean, we got to see right, what, what Prunty has in his bag, man. I mean, you know what, Logan? We've said it before on the podcast about other people. I'm ready to say it now. I'll be the first to say it. Hey, let Joe Prunty cook, man. Let him. I mean, he's got these what next twenty or so games. Let the man cook. I mean, we're gonna see. We're gonna see how this goes. Maybe this turns into another Eastern Conference Finals run. I mean, hey, I'm not gonna see her and act like I wouldn't want to see it. I want to see that. If that's what it takes, and hey, I'm with it. But um, we're gonna do one last thing, Logan, and then we're gonna wrap things up for today's podcast. All right, I'm gonna name. Five coaching candidates who have been named in the Woj and Shams tweet say, I want you to rank them for me, okay? And then I'll give my rankings on them. Right. Quinn Snyder, Kenny Atkinson, Charles Lee, and then uh, let's go with, mm, who are the next two I want to do? All right, we'll say we'll say the uh, Kings G, the Kings coach, the Jordy Fernandez guy, and then the Spurs assistant, Mitch Johnson. I mean, I know you, we neither of us know much about those other two, but so really just rank those top three. I'm talking Quinn Snyder, Kenny Atkins, Charles Lee. How are you feeling? I think you said earlier, but I'm interested why you feel that way. Yeah. I'm, I'm keen to just try something a little different. You can try the coach, but I'd go Charles Lee one, Kenny Atkinson two, and then Quinn Snyder third. And then, the Spurs and the Kings that would be after that just because I know nothing about them. They're just their assistants and like why you know, especially the Kings guy, I'm not, I'm not saying he's not a good coach, but like the Kings are having their first decent season in forever and like all of a sudden <laughs> all of a sudden their assistant coach is like hot button, you know, like I don't I don't really get it. But um at least the Kings like Jordy Fernandez, he's young, he's Spanish, like he's he's just a different face. He'd be very different. Like he maybe maybe he'd get them to start playing like European hoopers, man. Maybe they start passing the ball instead of doing this ISO crap. So who knows? But um, yeah, I'd go Charles Lee, Atkinson, Snyder for my top three um, in preference. But um, I'd be lying if I said I really truly knew much about these guys other than just like their basic resumes. So that's that. I will say one thing that's interesting, and shout out to Kevin Trenard because he tweeted it. Those three candidates that Woj mentioned, Charles Lee, Kenny Atkinson, Quinn Snyder, all guys that work with Kyle Korver. Kyle Korver is obviously the assistant GM of the Hawks. So it does seem like the Hawks are going – from that Woj tweet, it seems like they want to go with somebody in the building. That Sham's name seemed like it cast a wider net of the league searching. But, um, I mean, we'll see what ends up happening there. Uh, if I had to rank them, I would go – I'm so hung up between Charles Lee or Kenny Atkinson at my one. Like I kind of feel like from what that Woj tweet talked about, it talked about player development, all that accountability defense and all that. Like I kind of want to say that kind of describes Kenny Atkinson, but I also kind of am really on board with getting somebody like Charles Lee a chance. And especially somebody like Charles Lee, who, I mean, he's been learning other Budenholzer for what, almost 10 years now, like since 2014 in Atlanta. I mean, I mean, Bud, he has his faults as a coach just like any other does, but he's, I mean, he's been consistently one of the best coaches in the league. I mean, despite, you know, people wanting to fire him and all that. I mean, I'm going to go, just to be different than you, I'm going to go Kenny Atkinson, Charles Lee, Quinn Snyder. I have my hangups about Quinn Snyder, particularly with his locker room. I mean, we saw how bad the Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert thing got. I mean, I, I don't want that to happen again. I think that was one of the worst parts for me about the Nate Millen era is like how bad the locker room seemed to get, you know, Coaches wanted to quit midseason. I know it wasn't all Nate Millen's fault. I'm not trying to say it is. I know that the front office obviously was fractured into. I mean, 
I, yeah, I, I mean, but Snyder, I mean, he obviously has a, his pluses. I mean, he was the best team in the West with Harden. I mean, the Rockets, the Nuggets. I mean, so any of those three, I really, Wait. I, I, I will say, what? I don't know anything. Oh, wait, are you are you saying Quinn Snyder coached the best team in the West that also had Harden and the Nuggets? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, like I mean the thought, Jokic thought, Nuggets. The, yeah, I thought you were saying Harden he Rockets. coached Harden. I was like, when the fuck? No, 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 no. He coached against you know those were the teams that were you. also vying for the one. Yeah, no, granted, um, he got bounced in the first round pretty much every time. But yeah, hey, I'm hey, just hey, saying hey. the playoff track record is not nice, people. Like if you're looking for reasons not to like Quinn Snyder, I mean you don't got to look further than the playoff track record. I mean, infamously. I mean, there was some there was some voodoo magic going on in the bubble. We all know that. I mean, back to back three one lead comebacks. I mean, come on, that's the script writers were wilding, as the kids say. But um, look, man, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I want any part of that. I kind of uh, I'm just gonna be honest. After Super Bowl Fifty One, man, I don't know if my heart can take any playoff losses like that. I I might be on my way out if it ever happens again. When it happened to the Braves, I was, I was, I was almost out. That I think another one would be, you know, the flat line for me. Um. Yeah, I, but I mean, Quinn Snyder, like, I don't feel, I will say from those three options, I feel confident in saying this, like, I don't think you can go wrong with any of them. Obviously, I have my preferences, but there's, there's no coach coach that I've seen, you know, I, I admittedly, I don't know, you know, anything about, you know, like two of them and only know bare stuff about a few of them, but just from like the cast we've seen, there's nobody that I'm like, oh no, please don't hire this guy. Like. There's nobody with, you know, serious baggage. There's nobody that's just like an obviously bad coach. I mean, we're going to see where things go. But heading into this coaching search, I'm optimistic, man. I'm optimistic heading into this offseason. After this offseason, after this, you know, trade deadline and, you know, everything we've seen, I'm confident in this front office. I know a lot of people don't share that sentiment. They want stuff pro- proven to them, but I'm cautiously optimistic. So, you know, I, I'm confident, Logan. That's all I'm going to say. I'm with you. I'm excited, man. It's a new era for Hawks basketball. Nate Millionaire is over. It's a, it's a, it's a good birthday gift. So shout out to Kyle Corver and uh, Landry Fields. They, uh, they came through day before. I'm with you. I'm, I'm optimistic. So uh, it'll be interesting, interesting to see the summer. So looking forward to it. All right, you got anything else to say before we wrap things up? I do not. Look at that. Uh, I, I just want to say episode, if we, if episode thought, 150 was a was a. It was a special one, really. I just want to say one thing before we wrap things up and do the outro. If you thought Emi Adoka was getting down in Boston, you don't. We don't need him doing that in Atlanta. Come on, people. That's the last thing we need. He, he, he'd be putting up MJ numbers out in Atlanta if he was able to do that in Boston. Imagine what he could do in Atlanta, folks. Um. All right, Logan. As always, just want to say thank you to everyone for listening to the podcast and interacting with us everywhere. As always, be sure to check out the description. You can find the link to our Twitter, our Patreon, our YouTube. Episodes get uploaded on YouTube, ad-free episodes on Patreon. You can subscribe there for more benefits, like extra content and stuff. Um, follow us on Twitter. You know, you would see our initial reactions to stuff like this. And yeah, that's about it. But always just want to say thank you for listening. Have a good rest of your week. Love you. Goodbye.